Welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North. Hello everybody and welcome to the Insatiable Lust for Life. This is Stephen North and it's fantastic to be started again back in the podcast seat. It's been quite a while for sure and with the reinvention of the Insatiable Lust for Life we're looking at different things with life in general, mindscapes, mindscapes, perspectives, things like that. And it's quite interesting because there I am talking with the guest before we started recording and all of a sudden, right at the very last minute, nerves start increasing and, you know, it is what it is. So the person that I believe will be featured quite regularly in this podcast because I found that trying to do it on my own is quite crazy because uh, there I am planning out what I'm going to talk about. This is the hour I'm going to, duration of the hour, and then all of a sudden... I cram everything into five minutes and it's finished. So the idea of this podcast is to be more free-flowing. There may be swearing. There may be definitely swearing. It's just the way that we are presenting who we are, unfettered, in our raw environments, unedited. So that's why I've had to restart this recording and do it again because straight away it kind of went into a little bit of a flop. But this is the way it's going to be. Unedited, raw, and perfect, because why do we need to sit there and present a different way of who we are when we really want to just be who we are? Um, a few conversations I've been having this week with other professionals in the way that we present ourselves. And for me, I like to be casual. I like to be, we are all together. I don't want to be seen as some sort of guru like Tony Robbins running around with my hands screaming in the air going, this is fantastic, you are it, because... I'd rather be sitting on a couch, at a pub, having a drink, I don't drink alcohol, and just relaxing and being one of the friends and having stuff like that. So the person that, as I said, will be primarily featured as the guest on this segment, The Insatiable Lust for Life, is Janine Keel. We have been working together for quite some time over the past few years. Time doesn't seem to exist in this friendship. And she has been drawing the, uh, the images of Amy and other spirit guides, higher selves. And we're all just having a rest and relaxation, like resting period, because, you know, the UK is going through weeks of lockdown with COVID. And it's just been a really crazy time. So let us introduce Janine. And this is completely raw, completely unscripted. We have no idea idea where this is going to go, and we thank you for joining us on this journey. And hello, Janine. How are you, Miss Giggly Gertie? Hi, Steve. I'm really good, thank you. And I'm looking forward to this talking on this podcast that today. Is... Whatever way it's going <laughs> to go. That's really good. Okay, so prior to us hitting the record button and both of us having like some sort of, oh, no, what are we going to say? We were talking about something. And I can't quite remember. So remind me what we were talking about. We were talking about the earth and we were reading a message and it was talking about blessing everything that's, you know, a part of the earth, all the birds, the nature, you know, really appreciating it and being grateful for it and just as I say, blessing it. And, and then I, I started with, you know, speaking about um, how the focus seems to be very much on 
the metaphysical side of things. Like, in a way, sort of a form of escapism. Uh, away yes. from, like, the ordinary, the everyday life that we lead. And that we need both. We need... We still need to be focused on our daily day-to-day life and everything that's involved in that and to appreciate that as well as the metaphysical side and wanting to focus on the metaphysical side of things. So that was sort of what we started talking about. So, you know, it's... I just feel that there's just too much emphasis in, in one particular area rather than it being on... On both, you know, the ordinary, but also the moving past that as well, because these both the, these things we need to experience the whole. We can't exclude one. We've got to have that inclusion of all of it. That's the way I'm looking at things, anyway. So one of the things that. I noticed in with all this COVID lockdowns and everything and the pandemic going all over and the media screaming and all this sort of stuff that I've kind of been able to relax into everything. I don't watch the news because it's just too much. I have a look every now and then. I speak to friends about what's happening and in a podcast with uh, Jocelyn Summers, we did a, re- uh, just the past few days, we had a four-person panel and they were sharing experience of what it's like with the Indian tribes in Alaska, uh, someone whose mother died or friends died of, uh, or family members died with COVID. And then I was sharing the con- the complete contrast of what it's like in Australia where, in like in Western Australia, it's like a very small, like, like the numbers of, infections I can't even compare like we have a completely different experience one of the things that I have gotten myself into apart from enjoying solitude was to just spend time in nature to spend time in the backyard to spend time outside because I'm finding that there is a that solitude is absolutely beautiful uh, I, I liked I'm going out on my own um, and at times just really being withdrawn and just spent, and just sitting with plants and just sitting with nature and just sitting with Amy, really, for as much as I can, even though we know she's busy. So with the UK that's being in lockdown at the moment, how are you finding the mental state of, let's say, yourself? And what is it that you can and can't do? Like, are you going for walks and finding that that gets you away from the chaos that we're seeing all over the world? Yeah, um, well, for me personally, I'm I'm great. I'm fine with it because it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I'm not very uh, I'm not overly sociable anyway. So it, when this lockdown happened, it wasn't like a big thing for me. And I've always sort of liked enjoyed solitude and and sort of being on my own a lot. So it wasn't a real big um, it wasn't a big change and a and a shock like. For a lot of people it is and struggling with it and i absolutely and i've always loved nature anyway so going out into nature yeah it's 
it's for me it's really magical and, and especially I think with the lockdown you can really appreciate more of the peace because we've not got the traffic noise the same as well you know that we have when everybody's busy do you know just going about their own business so that I've really appreciated that as well you know just hearing that silence that's been really beautiful um and I, I yeah I absolutely love being in nature anyway it's if I could I'd love to live out there to be honest with you because that to me is is where I feel I truly belong so you're saying that there is a sense of stillness. I mean, I've seen the photos of um, some of the photos that you've sent me and it's like walking through a medieval scene in a movie. So it's kind of very uh, special. It's not the same as walking through the sand dunes at, at a beach. It's, it's just got this. And then with all the stillness that's going on, it's something else. Definitely. I mean, what what he's teaching me is that. I mean, I, at one time I was really enamoured by all the like the spiritual side of things. I mean, yeah, as you as you've introduced me as a spirit artist, I do a lot of spirit art, and, and I was really you know passionate about, it, and I still am. But what I've come into re realise since this lockdown and all this, all these changes that've been happening, that. What I'm beginning to really love is is the very simple the simplicity the, of ordinariness. What what we what seem, is seemingly ordinary, you know, um, as like nature, or even doing like helping my parents, my mother with the housework and shopping, and all these things I'm coming to really enjoy. They're not they're not a chore. They're not something to escape from because what I'm realizing is that the divine the truth sacredness is in every single thing doesn't matter what you're doing doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter who you're with it is everywhere but it's our perception of things that makes all the difference so if like if you're saying, oh, well, you know, your mind's going and saying, no, no, I shouldn't be doing this. No, I want to do something better. Or I want to go. I think that's why people find it so hard because they're not able to have that, to enjoy that entertainment the same because they can't go and socialise the same because that was their escapism. Now they've got to find other ways of finding that joy rather than being in something external is seeing things as what in whatever they're experiencing in their day-to-day -day life. And it can be something very ordinary. This is what I'm experiencing. Just that joy in whatever I'm doing in the, in every in every moment. Rather than saying, Oh yeah, I'm looking I want to look forward to this. I want you know, like Christmas for example is coming up. And everybody's really looking forward to the Christmas because it's a form of escapism. But for me personally, it's not like that. It's like I don't need to because whatever I'm doing, I'm I'm enjoying. 
that that, makes a lot of that's that joy. That makes a lot of sense because when what I'm finding in my own self is that I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to do much in the terms of anything really. It's like for the rest of the year I've kind of just taken the year off in, in terms of the channeling work or spiritual work or anything and just going within myself and finding that and, and it's kind of like disconnecting from the external reality and the external world and I'm finding that there's much more peace in regards to the mental health. And actually I'm going to explain this a lot more because there was a conversation that I had with uh, one of the masters um, and we spoke about how the mind systems were functioning and when we have these 12 dimensions of physicality so and it's not as if we can walk go from one dimension and then physically manifest and into another dimension like we do with uh, Star Trek and you know the phases as we, phases the teleporters or anything like this what we've got is um, we can exist in 12 dimensions all at the same time but the, our, our physical systems our mental systems operate different differently because it's all morphogenetic systems so what we were looking at is there was an experience that I've recently made public and that's being at home and watching those that are carrying on going well because I can't travel because I can't do this because of my personal experiences is this this and this and this I'm gonna blame the government because I can't travel to go to the other side of the country and see my daughter and do this and do that and do this and it's their fault it's their fault I feel like a prisoner and whereas as the master was telling me I'm just chilling out and relaxing and being able to simply just relax into the into whatever is happening and he was explaining that it's got to do with the way that the mind the mental systems are operating so it took me quite a while to like the understanding like what is it referring to what is it referring to and because there are 12 dimensions of physicality we can actually have different mental systems in different planes because like one of the things Amy's explained to us is like ground shield descend and move your chakras up to the high point whatever to another you know another chakra and you're moving 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 so we're moving our mental acumen or mental systems or the words elude me at the moment to a higher it's a higher level or a higher dimension or a higher frequency or octave whatever the words are and it allows me to see things from a different perspective, a different view, a different eye. And what I was seeing with my own family member, my own mother, was, as the masters are saying, they seem to be trapped or unable to move to these higher frequencies because their systems, we have this fear of their potential, you know, the humans are, have this incredible potential of what they're becoming and they fear it and there's all these restrictions and it's no fault of their own there's no blame here it's just the way it is and as they're and what I'm seeing with this blame is that they're blaming everything externally because they can't get what they want or what they perceive that they can't get what they want and it's just a very I it's a just it's been a very frustrating experience because of here is me going there's nothing wrong we can drive three days and we're still in Western Australia kind of thing and whereas with them they're just going well I'm a, I'm a prisoner and that's what they're explaining 
and that the minds are completely different. So I'm thinking this is the difference between what we've labeled celestial mind versus the human mind. And it's just the way it is because for me, I'm just able to relax. It's like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm happy. I'm recovering. My body is resting. I need to rest. I need to... Everything, since I got glandular fever, everything's just slowed down and I haven't had the luxury to go back to the way I used to be. Like, I guess I was saying today to a friend, I used to pride myself in how fast I got work done. And today, it ain't happening in any way like that anymore. It's just slowly, it's whenever it gets done. It may take, what used to take me three hours, could take me three days, three weeks, three months, the way things are going because of how... I, how the brain has just slowed down and now with chronic sinusitis that we're discovering is not connected to the drug therapy regime that it is connected to swollen sinuses that I want to address that right now because having a brain that is constantly fatigued doesn't really help me anymore and then when we're finding these yeah. When I'm observing these spirit, like what we call spiritual people, a lot of this stuff is going external. And when I mean by external is they're, they're, they're grabbing references and talking externally, external realities, external realities, this is happening over here, this is happening over there. And they're not going within and just clearing the debris of what, and just sitting in the peace and serenity of what I call the internal reality or what I call the, the core of the earth, which is, just beautiful it was just so peaceful and for a way for i mean honestly for me it feels like i'm a, I, I have a sense of escapism by going deep within and going straight into solitude but that's how it's that's how we're, what we're meant to be doing and that's why i think that you know we've had this covid to give people that opportunity to to do this but because so because a lot of people are so used to being busy and sociable and not knowing anything different or maybe not it's it's because we're not educated like in schools and things like that about um going inwards and really appreciating and and, and it being an important part of our life, that they're not doing this. And that's why a lot of people are suffering with anxieties and depressions and stress, because they're so overstimulated by the external. And they don't and they just they don't know anything different. Or they or they the in a way it's like a fear. A fear to to do something different, to, to dive into something that is not familiar, something the unknown. And and also, be, I, I also want to talk about labels because when we label things, like the ordinary things, like, oh, this is a computer, this is a desk, this is a window, this is whatever. It, it brings it down to a very basic level. And when you do that, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I've seen that a thousand times, I've seen this a thousand times. And so you just think that's so mundane and ordinary, and then you just want to, to escape from that. But if we can see it in a new way, see everything in a diff- in, with new eyes, with a different perception of it, 
we can see that every single thing is sacred and that it doesn't have to just be limited to how we say, for example, this computer, how we use this computer, it could be perceived in a totally different way. That it's, it's because we put these labels on things or we, we stick into these identities that we limit the capacity of life, the life, what life really, really is. And I just think if people could just change their perception of things and, and realize that there's so much more to life, even what, what they see physically, as well as what may, they may be experiencing energetically as well, that this can really help them to, to change and to experience something really different, to experience, I would say, existence. To, to know that they are part of the existence and that nothing is separate. That when we put labels on things, we, it's like a form of separation. When we take those labels away, is there any real separation? That's really interesting. And it's like exploring, exploring these things. When we take all this, strip all this stuff away, strip the beliefs, strip the labels, strip all that we, all the familiar, what we see as familiar and, and these stories that we hold on about to things, then it changes everything. It's like the other day I was like, the other night, weekend, I was just went to sit down and watch these programs and I could feel this joy coming rising up. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they were, so one of them was magical, but it wasn't anything really spectacular. It wasn't anything grand. But yeah, I could feel this joy coming up just for sitting there and just relaxing and then just enjoying that, 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 that program, you know? Or as I say, just doing something really simple like cleaning the house or something. Oh no, you know? no, 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 nope. It, <laughs> that's for me, but you know, everybody's going to see it slightly different. But I'm just what I'm trying to just get a point across that you know it's it doesn't have to be anything special. All right. So I'm going to expand on this a little bit more in the way that I'm listening. And as you're saying, we see things a thousand times and we kind of become desensitized to it. In a way, we take it for granted. And the best way to experience it is to explain it, experience it, explain it, is I look at the physical body. And with the physical form, like I'm trying to regain my health right now. Like, although the sinusitis, the glandular here, I'm off to the gym, training, changing my diets, quitting dairy because of you know, issues, trying to like just changing the diets right now to regain health. But then I looked at my younger youth and when my younger youth, my youth, gosh, words are just not working today. And what I was finding was when I was a teenager, when I was doing sport every day of the week, teaching martial arts, bike riding, running, I was an athlete, I was going to the gym, and really a lot of sport was like physical activity was going on in my life. And during this period in time, I was smoking, I was drinking, I was eating a lot of junk food. The physical form 
was being taken for granted. And I'm saying that now because I never really dived into understanding what is physical. And right now, my whole, a lot of my focus is on being fully present in the physical form. Like as I was, uh, as we've recently discussed, it's like there's this whole, while everyone's talking about ascension, I'm starting to realize there's also a descension happening at the same time because we're moving the physical form to a higher frequency or whatever it is, higher oscillation to meet our soul so our soul can come through more and more our body because one thing that is the secret to manifestation is we have to be in a physical body. And then we're watching having to be in the present moment rather than worrying about the future, letting go of the past. It's kind of like we can fold everything in on itself and be a single photon in the center of everything, like a single atom. And the, and the world goes on around us rather than being sucked into the vortex of everything that's going on around the world. So that brings me back again to the focus of the physical form. And what I'm finding is that I'm boxing Tonight we were getting in with the, with the uh, karate moves, with the kickboxing and stuff like this, kicking away. And, and I'm loving it because by the end of, like, we do an hour session rather than a 30 minutes of weight session and I'm drenched in sweat. I am covered from head to toe. My shirt's absolutely saturated and I've got bruises where I've missed, dodged, where I've missed dodging a punch and he's coming with a massive hook and it's like, oh, but... It's fun because even I'm throwing punches that are harder. I used to be, and it's like I'm focusing on form, getting the right punches in, getting the right grips in, dodging punches, blocking punches, and really just focusing on that, that being in the physical, in the moment. Because if you're boxing, if you're not in the moment and you're off daydreaming or off somewhere else, you're going to get punched in the face. And if you don't dodge that punch and if you're not in the present moment <laughs> good luck it's coming at you so what I'm finding is that by doing this boxing I'm having a lot of fun because I'm in the present moment I'm in the now and that kind of leads me to the movie that I watched last night where I was in tears I was the only person in the cinema so I didn't have to worry about anyone seeing me grab the box of tissues and burst into tears because it was such a heart beautiful love story and the whole momentum of the story was the motto or moral message was now or never because tomorrow's not guaranteed yesterday happened yesterday there's no future there's no past now is the moment because the person was dying of cancer and even the treatment didn't work so they got married and they lived now because it's either now or never. And that's what I'm starting to believe is that there is no, the secret to everything. So secret to life is really to just be, it's just to exist. We don't need the labels. We don't need to sit there and go like the spiritual community is just like, one of my clients goes, can you log in? Can you go in there and get this audio file? And I'm seeing all these personalities and interviews and it's all these I don't even know what to call it it was just like what the fuck it was 
just seeing all these different titles and I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I, I work with the highest order and I'm like, oh, body's twisting, don't want to know. You got people going, oh, I channel Sophia and I channel this and, I, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I have Amy, she's my spirit guide, she's my twin flame, she's my lover, she's my everything, she helps me, we work together, we're doing something completely different that's not being done because we want to do it our way and we've had other spirit guides laugh and unfriend Amy because of their spirit guide Facebook or whatever, however it works. And it's just to the point that I don't care about titles or labels or whatever because what I've noticed is it creates massive separation because there I am at a shopping center, there I am at the gym, there I am at a pool, there I'm at a pub and every single person has an incredible story to tell, an absolutely beautiful story. They've had hardships, they've had stresses, they've had anxiety and I'm going to mute my microphone and you talk because the train's coming past. What came to mind when we were talking about that was um, everybody wants to be an expert, but actually, what we need we need to be is a, is the student. Because when you're the student, you're open-minded. You're not closed down. Because when you you try to be an expert in something, it's like you're not open to something new. You think, oh yes, I know this, I know that. I've heard so many people say, oh yeah, I know, I know. It's just like this habit of saying, I know, but do you really know? No, you, nobody knows. Because you could have, tomorrow you could have an experience you've never had before. And can you say, I know? Life comes along and sort of, you, you know, when you think you're an expert and you, you're in, no matter how many titles you have, no matter what courses you've been on, qualifications, and how much experience you have, life will always come along and, and slap you down and say, oh, you think you know, do you? Because I've had this in my own life. It surprises you. And it's what it's showing us is that we're never an expert. No matter how high we may be, we may think we are, how experienced we may think we are, life always shows us that, no, you're a student. You always, it's about keeping your mind open to something new. And this is why where sometimes the spiritual community fall down because it's just so focused on what they're doing and what they can do. A, f a, minute. a few weeks ago, I was tagged in a Facebook post by a friend and it was in a spiritual group and they were asking for crystal gurus. They want, they wanted an expert. And I, and I'm like, thank you so much for uh, tagging me in. And, and then I commented and I said, okay, I, I know a thing or two about crystals with how deep do you want to go? It has been revealed to me that I know a little bit about crystals, how we channel consciousness, we put spirit guides, we do, we just do, I can do all sorts of different things. We've been exploring this, so it's, you know, with the Amy crystals and all the stuff that we've been doing. So 
that's what I've shared. Like we've got drawings of the consciousness that's within crystals and all sorts of stuff. You know, I think I've been said that three times. Anyway, so and so they've asked for a guru, and I said, you know, I know a thing or two because you know, I know a thing or two about my soul being one of the original, you know, designers of the earth, creator, created the core of the earth. We know all about the earth. The soul does. Sometimes I don't feel like I know about it because I feel like the human form is a little bit, you know, like if this is true, I should know, but. I notice that the soul comes through and does whatever it needs to do when I'm not thinking, when I'm not playing, not, not when I'm not pretending to be human. And then the person commented going, oh, so what we need, what we really needed was someone to go, oh, these are the crystals that you can have in your home and these crystals are help with depression and anxiety. So I replied with another comment and I said, okay. So we've, oh, here I am developing the heart activation music, which is light and sound, which is the, the mu which is crystals in music, and explain that we've been able to transfer the consciousness of the crystals into sound, and we're using it in counselling, we're using it in psychology, we're using it in healing, uh, Reiki practitioners are using it, all these sorts of things, a complete modality. I never got a response back because their definition of guru. And my and what I and my definition of guru were completely are completely two different things, and what I've I've seen this not just in this in in that industry I've seen it in other industries where there I am doing an interview for a uh, receptionist for like a case management clerk at one of the courts I used to work for, and I would look at people's resumes and go and they'd say. I know Microsoft Word, level expert. And I'd look at their resume and scrutinize it a little bit harder because each paragraph was in a different font. There was no fancy editing. There was no like, you know, there was no Arc de Triomphe when someone says they're an engineer and they're doing uh, a Lego bridge. So what I was seeing, and then I saw this in Excel, I would call myself like my level intermediate because I can do some very advanced things. I was able to do 200 reports in 20 minutes and have them automate, generate themselves, email them out while I'm off at the coffee shop. And that took 20, two days to develop this, this system and was able to do it in 20 minutes where a person who was doing it before spent two and a half days doing exactly the same work. But as I said, I refer to myself as intermediate because I'm still learning, I'm still learning. It's like there's more I could do, I could be so much better. There's, you know, we're talking about programming and advanced concepts, SQL databases, all sorts of things. And I'm really just flirting with that. And then I'm watching someone else who's calling themselves an expert. And I said to him, do you know how to do a multidimensional calculation? And that's how, and, and how to do a multiple conditional sum formula rather than having one condition, having 90 conditions to grab, the, to, to interrogate large volumes of data. And it's like the person just looked at me and I said, why are you calling yourself an expert? Because in my view, an expert is someone who writes the essays, the thick theses, the books that I use to figure out how to write to do these functions in Excel and macros and interrogate data from all over the place. And my view is an expert writes the book. An expert is the, you know, the, the encyclopedia rather than someone who just knows how to do a basic function and is calling themselves Excel. You know, it's kind of like saying I am a level one Reiki practitioner and I can teach you all about the universe.
Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> we can really f easily fall into these traps, you know. I mean, yeah, I could claim to be an expert in spirit art, but I know that I'm not because I've still, there's this constant expanding, you know, learning something new in every time I do um, the art. Like, for example, I know in the, a previous meeting that we've had, we talked about the pictures that I did of Amy and I learned so much from those pictures, from doing those pictures, with connecting with Amy. She was she was mentoring me, she was teaching me through those through whilst I was channeling those those images of her. So how can I ever say that I'm an expert? Because no. If I hadn't been open-minded, then I wouldn't have had those experiences with Amy. I wouldn't have received the wisdom, the, the guidance that she was sharing with me if, if I had not been, if I had not been, um, if I had just said to myself, oh yeah, I'm an expert, oh I know it, oh, everything about spirit art, if there is to know. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to connect with Amy in the way that I did. Yeah. So being a student, it really is a, it's a fantastic position to be in because you're always open to something, some new experience, whatever that may be. It might be something very subtle. It might not be anything grand and spectacular, but you're open to it and you, you have that, you're perceiving things in, in a way that learning and an understanding and that, and appreciating and being grateful as well. Yeah. So saying that everyone needs a level of humility or just needs humility. So, so you're saying again, so humility. Humility, yeah. Actually. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, what I'm going to share, this is something that I experienced many, many years ago. And when I was down, like beginning this journey in 2014, 15, into this whole spiritual world, and there was all these identities, I am this, I am that, I am this, I can do this, I can do that. I met someone just moments after I met Amy and moments before a massive life change. And the person was... I was sitting down by the river talking and I was like all sorts of information coming out. I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to someone on the level of everything that I'm understanding and a whole overwhelm of information. And what I love so much about this person is that there's no identity. There's no ego. There is, this is what I do. And if you like it, wonderful. If you don't, wonderful. There's no attachment to a title and when I was doing a business plan yeah. a business plan one of the ideas one of the things we had to do was talk to people and talk about marketing strategies and they suggested that what they're finding in their own marketing is that remaining undefined has been incredible 
Because the moment you start defining yourself, the moment that you start putting these labels on yourselves, everything changes. I mean, it's happened for me when I'm trying to figure th figure out who the heck I am. Every one month is this, one month is that, one month is this. You do this, you do that, and it's like there's a whole encyclopedia of me, and I'm only on the front page. I'm only reading the the, the table of contents, and it's just really interesting because I'm just sick of people trying to tell me what I need to do when I'm just trying to figure it out myself. I mean, I've gone, it's like I've had two different lives in this one lifetime. Because when we had the drug, when I went through the drug therapy regime and working in government and taking the dexamphetamines and the ADHD and all this stuff, the labels and the lack of self-love, lack of self-worth, because it's all about conditioning and that you, you couldn't function without drugs and that your entire life was required to have these pills. And that I kept asking, you know, is there more to life than just taking six pills a day? You know, is there more to life? Is there more to life? And that period had a, had a completely different personality compared to the Stephen North without the medication, compared to the Stephen North today. Maybe I've had more than one lifetime in this lifetime because I've gone from one period where I've no, thought I knew who I was, that had, went through a death phase because I just completely didn't know who I was then, moved to a different area like the drug therapy regime, becoming that, then having an identity with based on that medication, then that having going cold turkey, that then had another death experience, to then moving into a who who is Stephen North without the drug medication? Who what's he like? Is he funny? Is he nice? Is he caring? Is he genuine? Like who am I? What am I like? And what parts of me do I not really like and what can I do to change it? So really I my biggest focus a lot of the time has been who is Stephen North and and becoming a student of myself because you walk in and going, oh yeah, by the way, you're part of a group, uh, part of a civilization that created the planet. And you're like, what? Who am I then? If this is who I am, who am I? Because I'm being told who I am or what I've achieved or what I've done, but I have no idea. And I'm still at today asking the same question, going, well, I have an idea of who I am at the soul, but how do I access more of the soul wisdom? How do I bring it through? How do I bring it forward? And then at times you feel a little bit like, ugh. You know, I can't get this done, but, you know, you get the guidance and the assistance. But I just can't be bothered with labels. I'm Stephen and Amy North. Depends on, you know, one day I could be a prick because of the sinusitis. Another day I could be a legend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how it is. It's, uh, I help friends and then, you know. It's like, who am I? I want my health back. It's all just different methods and avenues of learning to exist. And I think that COVID has been the greatest thing that's happened to this planet because there has been so many boundaries that have been fallen because when you have stillness and you've not had stillness, you've not had this holiday of months, you don't know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, and, because, and you've got this stillness and you've lived your life busy, 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 busy. Oh my God, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, for me, um, 
the last few months. It's all it's been learning about inclusion, inclusion of everything, not excluding anything. You know, everything is is everything that we experience, everything that we are, whether we like it or we don't, is part of who we are. It's it's it's, it's included because it's happening. In each moment, it's always it's always happening. But with things, we seem to fight that. We fight it because we think, oh, because of again the perception. We say this is wrong or bad. Our mind sees it in a certain way and says, no, I want to reject that. I mean, like in September, I had to take a complete time out to really look at myself deeply and connect with my inner child. And in doing that, it helped me to really ground myself. I found that I wasn't grounded properly. And when I started to really connect with the inner child, I started to feel really grounded. But it wasn't like, oh, I know who I am. But it was like, because I've aban I'd abandoned my child, that child within, over the years because of like people pleasing, I wasn't grounded and I didn't really know. I didn't know who I was. Actually, look at it. was like, it's like, it's like a headless chicken, you know, going around like a headless chicken because, because I'd abandoned aspects of myself. Well, look at these aspects. What Amy's it. been teaching us over the years, all the different forms. It's not, she's showing us so many different forms of who Amy is and to the point that it, we see the magic in multiple forms. You know, one day she's a spider, another day she's a goddess, another day she's an archangel, another day she's Sophia herself that they, you know, and, and then another day she's even more and something more. Like she's showing multiple dimensions of the same, of different forms, but we know that it's who she is at the core. We recognize who she is at the energy and even to the point that we yeah. can't even say she because there is no gender in anything mm -hmm. above the physical form. And she's teaching yeah. us that no matter what form you're in, you're here, you exist. Absolutely. And, um, and I think when you... So it's, I think it's like moving away from like trying to control things, you know, trying to manage and control life as well. And when we when we try when we like saying we're being an expert and when we're putting labels on ourselves and trying to hold up these identities, it's like we're trying to manage and control life instead of letting life, the life that we are, experience experience through us, through this vehicle that we call physical body. And again, that opens up so much scope and so much possibility. Because we're no longer limiting ourselves in one specific way or one specific identity. But at the same time, even when we're doing that, we include it. 
it's not rejected because it's just that human aspect of ourselves. Because we, we can't be who we truly are without that human aspect because we're living in the physical. Getting punched by the trainer. So it's all included. Getting punched Pardon? by the trainer. Oh, yeah. It was reminding you. <laughs> you're still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did remind me I was still here. Whoa, why? <laughs> right? You might have gone off somewhere, you know, in, in the planet. To bang. be honest, and we're going to wrap this up very soon. To be honest, I don't think I've enjoyed being in the physical for more than I have right now. There, are, like, If I go back to all the transcripts of all the channeled sessions, they're all telling me that the soul didn't want to be in the body for whatever reason uh, and and I'm sitting going but why because I'm here in physical form this isn't this is how it's supposed to work I mean come on and they've explained that like some of the things that has been explained to me like my energetic system being incompatible with electromagnetic because it's photonic and you got these photons and all this stuff and sometimes it can get a little bit crazy because the mind is trying to wrap itself as like how is this possible how is this but you know it's possible Absolutely possible because I'm living this life. It's having that experience. They're explaining it to me. But the more and more that I focused on being here, the more and more I focus on how about I don't look at the mundane ritual of nine to five and the patterns and the systems of waking up at six o'clock in the morning, having a shower, getting ready, catching the bus, going to work, to I'm treating life as a holiday. Because here, what are we doing on a holiday? We try different foods, we visit different places, we explore, we have an open mind, we learn different cultures, we learn different things, rather than closing ourselves off and going to work and sitting and doing a job all day, every day, coming home, eat. So it's eat, sleep, work, repeat. Eat, sleep, work, repeat. Okay, I kind of plagiarized the song there. But by treating everything as an exploration of the unknown of... I mean, sometimes I ponder on, and we'll move this into the next session. I ponder on what did the ancient explorers, such as, say, I think it's Magellan, and, you know, they've on a wooden ship. There's no GPS systems. There's no navigation. They're using the stars. They're using sextants or whatever it's called. Very ancient methods of what we would laugh at and go, what is this used for today when we've got Google Maps and a GPS and tracking and, you know, and autopilots and, you know, cruise controls and all this sort of stuff that not much has changed, but what, what would they have felt when they're sailing through the ocean and seeing nothing but pitch darkness in the sky, the moon, the beautiful skies, and they turn up to and land that is complete mystery to them it's not on a chart, it's brand new, it's never been declared, and it's absolutely wild. Whereas today, we kind of take our own areas for granted, and that's when life becomes mundane and boring because we're not really looking through the eyes of a child or an explorer or what's over here, yeah. what's over there, what, what can this do? I can see it. Like, mm, it's exactly. just that insatiable lust for life. 
has gone and I'm bringing it back in because it's like, okay, I'm going to get trained. I'm going to have the crap punched out of me, but I'll get better. I'm going to keep training, keep training and keep training and maybe I'll get that one punch, at, you know, that'll be like uh, throw him across the room because I'm a big boy. I've got great strength. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like we need that lust for life. Um one of the greatest things about the physicality is our senses that we can touch and feel. Yes. And yeah. that's actually how what I'm going to end the uh, podcast on is with the song that I created, which is called Warm Embrace. Because don't you miss the Warm Embrace because of how incredible it is to exist in the physical world. Because we can hug, we can touch, we can feel, we can yeah. sense. We can look at battery and we can feel it tingle and electrocute us. <laughs> you know? As a child, we'll go, what does this do if we lick it? And we get this zap because we lick the battery. And today yeah. we're like, don't you dare, don't you do that, don't you do this. It's like, oh, we're innocent. Let's do it. I think the thing is we, we, we want to be masters at everything straight away. You know, we're scared of... Um, doing something and doing it badly. It's like, for example, if somebody comes to do, you know, they, they think art, with art, oh, you've got to have all these talents and abilities and everything. But really, it's just having a go, having a try. Don't be concerned about the outcome or the result, the destination. It's about the actual act of doing it. What, my greatest joy is not what, what I produce, but what I experience as I'm doing it. The act of whatever it is, whatever creative act I'm doing, whether it's channeling a portrait or, I don't know, just doing something very loose and playful. It doesn't matter to me. The joy is, is in the actual act of whatever you're doing. Even if it's, it's something else, it's not something creative. It's some... I don't know, housework or driving or something. It's the act of doing what you're doing. And we're going to leave it there. The if <laughs> we're yeah. going to leave it there because it sounds okay. like it's going to be a whole new topic. There is there's a lot of information <laughs> that wants to so come through. So much in it. <laughs> and it's great to that, that we've kick-started the Insatiable Lust for Life off again after me spending an entire year of doing these podcast trainings and plans and I'll just went, you know what? Let's just get it done. Let's just do it the way I want to do it. If I'm swearing, I'm swearing. If I'm casual, I'm casual. I just don't care. It's more about that connection with everyone else on a level of this is who I am. This is who I am today and that's how I'm presenting myself and not really worrying because of I don't want to portray myself to be anything other than me. And that is the beauty of life, to have that insatiable lust for life, to know that there is more beyond what we see, what we know, what we feel, and that lust for learning, that lust for excitement, that lust for happiness, that there is more beyond that. There's just incredible and we've got so much information to talk about but as i said it's great to get this back on the on on the airwaves to share to kickstart it off and to do it in my way 
So in this moment right now, I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you, Janine, for joining us and making every attempt to keep this less than an hour compared to the last dumb one we tried. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to end this with the incredible song, Warm Embrace, because we're on the airwaves. And this is our warm embrace with you. So thank you very much, everyone, for tuning into the session for Lust for Life. I am here with Stephen North. I am Stephen North. We are Stephen North. Ah, and I'm here with Janine Keel. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'd love to share uh, and love to hear your feedback. Thank you all. We shall see you in the next episode. From time and space, wait on water. Do you miss my warm embrace? Insatiable Lust for Life with Stephen North.